0: You're listening to Black Girl Blueprint.
1: Because black girls did it first. And honestly, better. Period. Period. (laughs) Hi everyone and welcome to
0: Black Girl Blueprint, your fave podcast for all the Gen Z, Black Girl tea. My name's Lauren. My name is McKeen, and thank you guys for tuning in today's episode. So t- it's Valentine's Day this weekend, and we thought it would be appropriate to have a Valentine's Day episode, but the challenge was that we both single. So we were like for a while debating like, should we have a guest on that's in a relationship? And then we were like, nah, we're just gonna keep key. So that's what today's episode is. Real. Yeah. So
1: We know Valentine's Day is coming up, you know, there's a lot of mixed feelings about the holiday. There are some people who are in relationships and really lovey-dovey, looking forward to it. Also, people who are single and vibing and happy to be single, people who wish that they were in relationships on Valentine's Day, just a lot of stuff going on. So we're just going to sit back and talk about it, talk about our experiences with Valentine's Day, our thoughts on love and romance and all of that sappy stuff and yeah just get into it but you know before we do that gotta get into the read the room so mckean kick things off let's go yes
0: so for anyone who doesn't know our read the room segment is kind of just how we kick off every episode we check in with black twitter check in with our lives check in with your lives and the tv over there but today black twitter has given us a lot of content for this week and i feel like y'all already know what we have to talk about but it's, it's gorilla glue girl and if you've been living under a rock and don't know who she is basically she went viral on tiktok because she used gorilla glue like the super glue to try to lay down her like sleeked ponytail i don't know if she was mixing it up for like gorilla snot which people use to lay their hair but anyways it was stupid and her hair was like she came on the camera and she was like my hair has been laid like this for a month and like though it looked great She couldn't get it out. She was trying to wash it and it was just like rock solid to her scalp. Like like, it was literally laid to the gods, I guess, you know?
1: (laughs) That's so scary. I saw, I think there was a chemist who replied to her and they were saying something because basically in the first um, video, the girl was talking about how she kept trying to like wash it out with shampoo. And apparently the Gorilla Glue is like water activated or something. Every time she washed it, it was like sealing it in further. And I was like, that must be terrifying. For real? I like, It was funny, I, funny, quote unquote, at first, because people were like, how did that even happen? And I guess for people like me who didn't really know much about Gorilla Glue, I was just like, okay, this is unfortunate, but she could just like get acetone and wash it out and it'll be fine. Then realizing that her scalp is probably like, burning like her hair will probably never be the same
0: the amount of pain that she's in i'm like this is serious like i'm terrified for her honestly that's the thing like when i first saw the tweet everyone was like cracking up and for a quick second like the first like five seconds i was like haha like that's hilarious but you could see she was trying not to cry like you know how much like how important we were just talking about hair and how important it is oftentimes for black women and like it was sad i felt for her like i mean it was a mistake that could have been avoided and should have been avoided. But it was like, dang, I can only imagine... Like, one stupid mistake in your whole relationship with your hair is never going to be the same. Like, you had to go through all this XX pain to try and then hope that you can undo it. But I feel for her. It really broke my heart. And, like, I was looking for them updates. I was always refreshing. I was like, where? what happened? I, like, now I have TikTok, so I was able to pull her account up. There were no updates. She was into the hospital trying to get it off and like that they gave her some solution that was like burning her scalp it was just so sad it really broke my heart I really feel for her
1: it was sad it was and I think now the newer updates are coming through on Twitter I still don't know actually I've I've been refreshing TikTok as well I don't know if she's gotten it out with what they gave her at the hospital she's dragging it out of (laughs) (laughs) she definitely is um but people were talking about how now she's like verified on Instagram and she has like almost 600,000 followers. I saw one of her TikToks like Paris Hilton commented on it. And like, for me, we were talking about this before we started the episode, but girl, get your check, get your bag, girl. And I think the people who are mad about it, I'm just like, the example that we saw in the tweet was just like the catch me outside girl got famous for what? Annoying being a little tyrant and being rude. So like if she could get famous off of that, then like, let homegirl capitalize
0: off of her, um, I guess, dramatic, yeah, like, experience whatever. She's about to get, I just know she's about to roll out her her scalp reveal. She's about to, like, make a whole campaign around it. And I'm here for it. Personally, I w- if this if you had to go through all that, it's the least you deserve to get your bag right. And I know mm-hmm. some people were trying to come for her, like, for a few different things. Some people were, like, trying to blame her, come for her for different things. Some people were trying to blame her for not reading the label. Some people were trying to come for her, like, don't you have kids? Like, aren't you a teacher? Like, you should be smarter than this. And, like, ultimately, those things are yes, but it's, like, the question does come, like, how much are you going to blame her for a mistake? Like, it was a mistake. There really is nobody at blame. Like, she was wrong. It was a very stupid mistake, and it was probably because of a lack of attentiveness. But, like, ultimately... It all ha- like we just lucky we never had a mistake with gorilla glue, like
1: <laughs> But I think a lot of the reason why people are being a bit more critical of her in that way now is probably coming from the fact that she said she's gonna sue um Gorilla Glue mm-hmm. or whatever. And I think people are just like, What's your case, Miss Ma'am, about that? Actually, I don't even know. I didn't see from her account. I just heard other people saying that she said she's gonna sue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she specifically said it out of her own mouth, but while it was a mistake, and while I don't think people should be like blaming her or like coming for her or like there are people who are being like really mean. Yeah. Like, keep your mouth shut. Like, you mean to black women on the internet. Like. Exactly. So I think that part of it kind of opened her up, maybe to more criticism of like who is to blame, who's at fault, with people being like, you can't blame the company. This has to be on you. But at the end of the day, like, it's an unfortunate mistake. Like, I don't think pursuing the business is the best move I also don't think people should be this mean to her I think they should just keep it as a mistake and keep it pushing like gorilla glue sent out their statement and they were like hi we said not to put this on skin and clothes so we figured you knew not to do it here and there was another tweet that was also just like she's gonna sue the glue company because the glue
0: works and like, <laughs> that's that's a mess like yeah if she's really if, if that's true that's kind of bogus and like i would it's not gonna work. Like, there's no way that it can work unless she somehow gets this bomb lawyer that is able to convince people of this. But, anyways, I don't know. I, it's interesting. I'm. I support her. I support her little fundraiser. No, personally, I would not donate. I don't know who's donating, but clearly people are trying to donate, so she might as well get her bag, and get her buy- verification check. She better get some wig campaigns. She better get some got to be glue partnerships. Like, I want to see it all for her <laughs> and i mean to be fair if she never gets it out at least the ponytail looked good it's i would have been upset if she also had an ugly ponytail you know she could live with them
1: <laughs> of all the styles yeah top for the rest of your life not a bad one not a bad
0: one true okay so next on our little read the room roster is The Super Bowl, we will not be talking about the football game. Just wanted to say that up front because don't nobody care about the little game over here. But what we will be talking about is all the Black women that kind of did their thing to make this performance a thing. But first, first, first and foremost, if you don't know, this Super Bowl was notable because Tom Brady won his seventh, I think, Super Bowl ring, which is more than any single team has ever won and it's a big deal, you know, good for him. But now it's raised the debate once again of like, is he the best athlete of all time? And I mean, I would like to say that it's factual that it, he, no, <laughs> no, he's not. And I feel like while Serena exists, it's just disrespectful. And I think the hottest take that I saw in this, or the one that made the most sense, it wasn't necessarily a hot take, but the one that I felt like it was sound was that Serena has proven herself on an international scale Mm -hmm. like it is one thing to be good at a sport that's only played in one country and to be the best there but she's competing with the best of the world you know what i mean yeah and also not to mention that she has like almost three times the amount of sort of big wins and titles that he does and obviously there are different mediums there's more there's more opportunity for competition in tennis but like i don't know he needs to catch up before we call him the best at anything. He's not on her level. There's there's no, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Tom Brady, uh, I don't know. any. I don't know. <laughs> no, for real. And I feel like one thing, I mean, we're not going to get into it. I don't know if there are any, like, former Patriots or whatever DME currently plays for fans listening. But... There's always some weird stuff about his wins. Like, first it was them deflating the ball, and that was proven. And then this game, everyone was like complaining about the fact that the refs were like not calling anything in favor of the other team. Like, it was just, there's always some questionable, not so much he's a Trump supporter. So, I mean, I don't know, throw the whole man away, a Trump in my supporter, opinion.
1: And also, there was something, I don't know if it was Tom Brady, but there was somebody who had like end racism on their helmet. <laughs> and then there were tweets, and they were like, does he know the you with that there? Like, does he know that it's there? Because he's very much, like, not a, a big proponent of BLM at
0: all. But I saw that. I was also just like, end racism. Like, okay. I was like, it's wow. Handled.
1: <laughs> that, that is enough activism for one day, and that is it.
0: I cannot. But what was good about the show was, like we mentioned, all of the Black women that really did their thing. First, it was jasmine sullivan she performed the the national anthem which don't normally i wouldn't acknowledge but will acknowledge today because she did her thing but they did make her sing it with some little white country man and it sounded like he sounded bad mm. like to me he was ruining the pacing to me like she really could just do her little runs and like they did this whole special rendition of it was the best version i've ever really heard of that song but it was like this white man and his guitar and his like little Raspy, ugly voice. And I was just like, who chose him? Did you remember mm. his name? Honestly, no. <laughs> it wasn't nothing to And there you have it, folks. he was dressed head to toe. She came with the vocals. She had this whole arrangement that just fit her voice. And he was just taking up space, in my opinion. It's all mm. that men do. Mm hmm. Also, her performed, I forget what song she performed, but she just looked beautiful with her her little glasses. She loved to act like we don't know what she looked like at this point, <laughs> but she's still cute. And finally, Amanda Gorman delivered a poem, which was like, I think the first ever poem to be read at the Super Bowl. And that was pretty dope, too. So, I mean, kudos to the Black girls.
1: She did the damn thing. Honestly, Amanda, I'm such a fan. Such, such, such
0: a fan. She's so cool for real she's already a bestseller no books out
1: period queen queen our queen i love that for her gone ahead a poem at the super bowl i know those little racist football things in the stadium i know they were so mad they were like not spoken word (laughs) they said
0: no peace no (laughs) i'm (laughs) confused But yeah,
1: did not watch the football game, don't care who won or anything like that. But the black girls, they came to do the damn thing. And I love that for them. Um, the last thing on our read the room roster is, you know, a little personal life update. But as a lot of you know, McKean and I started this um, podcast during quarantine. Mm-hmm. So like we'd seen each other around campus, but we never actually like hung out or anything. And we did for the first time this yeah. weekend. Keen drove down for or up. I'm about a direction. Did you drive down or up? Girl, I think down. I think down. Okay. okay. She Whatever. drove down <laughs> from Massachusetts, um, to the city and it was so nice. We it, was. So it was. It was so cute. It was fun. We got dinner. The food wasn't all that, but it was it was great. <laughs> it was
0: it was fun. It was a time. So yeah. Yeah, that was definitely like a, a rose. I love to do rose thorn buds. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but that was definitely a rose for my weekend. It was, it was so fun. Like it was just kind of weird. Like we talked all the time, obviously, like for this and just like not for this. But I was like, damn, yeah. hey, like I would. Nope. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay. Well, moving on to our topic of the day, we are talking about Valentine's Day, the fact that we are single on Valentine's Day, and what that's going to look like. And as a grounding question, I guess we're starting it off with like a little bit of a hot, spicy question. But um, why are we single? Why? What? What's the reason why we're single on Valentine's
0: Day? I don't
1: really know how to answer
0: that question, but (laughs) I know I was like, I mean, I guess because I'm supposed to be. And I don't know personally. I'm just like, I'm never too pressed about a relationship, so I'm just kind of like chilling and until I meet someone that I really want to be in a relationship with, I'm definitely not just going to be in one just (laughs) because. I think that's where I'm at too.
1: I think in terms of my romantic relationships, I think I've been not in like a lot of relationships, but I've found that I've been in relationships often. And it's been a while, I guess, since I've just had to like develop that type of like romantic, like love and invest in myself. So I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I'm looking for right now. And if I do meet somebody, I'm a this romantic. So if I do meet little somebody and it works out, then I probably would end up back in a relationship again. But for the most part, just kind of change. Just kind of enjoying getting to know myself a lot better. And I think just also dating in college. Well, dating in a pandemic, first and foremost, before I even get to dating in college. But dating in a pandemic is hard. Because it's not like you can even like casually like meet people or anything like that and also it's just not worth it when you think about it like thinking about like being on like dating apps and stuff like that and for the most part like if i'm gonna go out of my way to like get dressed up and like meet like a stranger or something like that in a pandemic it's
0: i'm not really gonna do that so yeah i agree i feel like that's i mean this will definitely come up throughout this episode. I'm never, like, I kind of am in everything that happens for a reason person. I really never, like, am stressed about where I'm at currently because I think that's where I'm supposed to be. And so I feel like if I'm not supposed to be dating nobody right now, if it's not safe, like, if there are so many reasons that I should not, and, like, also I'm in this city with these ugly-ass things, <laughs> maybe I'm not supposed to be doing that. Like, and that's okay. And I don't really feel like I'm missing out or anything, you know? Like, it's just like, okay, so what am I supposed to be doing?
1: instead
0: yeah I feel you with like learning yourself and that type of stuff but I feel like also my thing has always been like since with the question is dating in college and stuff I and even in high school I've just never been impressed by the boys that are around me like actually actually like in my mom would always ask me throughout high school like oh do you like anybody or like you know do you have your eyes on anybody or do you have any crushes and I would just be like no girl have you seen my clothes? Right. Have you seen, like, have you seen them? Because I've seen them and I don't see anything to, to, to pay attention to. And I feel like I, when I got to college, I know we have a a question later maybe about this, but I guess I can answer now. When I got to college, I thought that I was going to be like, you know, surrounded by all of these men and like. I thought that college would be different from high school and that there would just be like a greater pool of like boys to choose from. And then I got here and I was just like, I don't know, I'm picky and they all look 12 to me. And I'm just like, literally just, <laughs> I want to hurl. <laughs> no, that's real, that's so real.
1: I, Like you said, we're supposed to talk about this later in, like, in terms of, you know, romantic comedies and stuff as well. Like I was prepared to come to college first day love at first sight meet the love of my life and then that was it i was gonna be set and then boom i got here and i was boys and i was like this this is what I came to also i've never seen american boys before really so i was just like okay um, i'm like maybe a whole new you know nationality a new genre absolutely not absolutely no. not. so no. it's been a mess and also it's just like not even just looking at them have you ever tried to like talk to a man? Like they're most of them are so uninteresting and boring. And some of them are just like mean. Like I've had like a lot of experiences where men just suck. And I'm like, you know are little sociopaths, you realize that, right? Well, that's
0: like, that's the challenge. Like we were talking about this when we saw each other, but like, I don't know. Some of them are just uninteresting and ooh. unengaging and like have nothing to learn from. And honestly maybe this piece is becoming a pet peeve about men section, but my thing is like, men will hype themselves up and like hype up the things that they know and hype themselves up about the things that they are like experts on. And then will try to school you on the things that you know. And like, I hate that. Like, it really will make me look the other way immediately in an instant if you were trying to tell me about myself. Or you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. I've had so many experiences with like anything from like, I met this one dude I remember, and he was all, like, he was, like, I just did, I was just meeting him, and he was all, like, oh, you look like the type to, like, um, I forget what he said, I don't know, something, something, that, something and I was, was like, so okay, no, that's not true, and then he was, like, oh, well, that's off-brand for you, I was, like, you do not know me, <laughs>
1: like, we are just meeting. You don't know anything about me, they are getting too familiar too quick, I'm, like, sir, you've just met me, I need you mm-hmm. to back it up, you need you mm-hmm. to pay back. But no, I think, with me, I love romance movies, and I love romantic comedies, and they just make dating and relationships look so much different from what we see in, like, real life or regular life. Like I said, I thought, you know, love at first sight, like, little meet-cutes or whatever. That does not happen on this godforsaken campus. Never, ever. But no, I'm not so, mad about it. Again. You know, it like, wouldn't be with one of these little grimy boys anyway. It really
0: would, it really would not. <laughs> I know my love is not there. <laughs> it's, not, it's not.
1: I think I've given up on being like, yeah, my 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 husband is gonna be at home. No, he's not. <laughs> it's but that's
0: not, the thing, we can't, we can't give up on them yet. I told myself I'll wait until senior year because I realize like that's when they start to look not 12 sometimes on some occasions. And so I'm waiting. I'm waiting.
1: That's fair. Do you think you have a type when it comes to men? Like, what do you think are some, like, characteristics that you look for? It doesn't have to be physical. It could just be personality stuff.
0: Yes. But not super specific. Like, I love – I just like people that can think. So I think I'm drawn to creative men a lot in terms of, like, are you able to create something on your own? Like, are you – do you have a vision of your own? Are you innovative? Like, what goals do you have? And not even, like, ooh, are you trying to be a millionaire? Like, are you trying to have, like, you know, not in that sense, not, like, are you on your grind all the time? But, like, it's just, like, what are you passionate about? What are you interested in? Like, what do you know that I don't? And, like, what can I learn? Like, those are the things that are more exciting to me. And I feel like, I don't know, a lot of times, again, like, that's kind of why the flip side is my pet peeve of, like, you don't know nothing. You don't have nothing to contribute. And you're also trying to tell me about myself. Like, I just hate, I hate it. (laughs) How about you?
1: I think I'm, no, I think I'm the same way. I think exactly the thing I'm always most attracted to is definitely just intelligence and being able to hold a conversation. I, the thing is about me, I like to talk. I'm a very, very chatty person. I would like somebody who can like keep up I also feel like I like to laugh a lot as well. So being able to make me laugh and having a similar sense of humor is very important to me. Um, but yeah, I think most of my type things aren't physical. They're definitely all just like, can you, like, although the bar is on the floor. I'm like, be able to crack some jokes and hold a conversation and I'm like, sold. And it's still hard to
0: find them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that that conversation part really will lose you on a lot of them because it'll just be like, hey, what's up? And then that's it. Like, no other question. And it's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, okay,
1: all right, never mind. I'm
0: tired. Mm-hmm. No, that's real. I feel like in terms of physical traits, though, I definitely do. I'm just trying to think. I feel like height is definitely a thing for me. But I also think that 12-year-old thing, like, I make a joke about men looking 12, but it's also because I just hate when you do not look like grown. Like, I've just never been attracted to people that do not look grown, even in high school, and I, like, That wasn't an issue in terms of like me trying to actually like engage with like actual men when I was underage, but it was. I think that I'm realizing like that's a thing. Even if you are my age and you look like a child to me, I'm just I can't do it. (laughs) Like, what is it about them that feels older? Not always though. Not always. I think it's partly physical and also partly just how they carry themselves. But like. I don't know if i get anything that's like teenager vibes from you i'm not interested like immediately just like it's not even a possibility you cannot convince me i think sometimes it's facial hair but i mean it's not always i've definitely messed with dudes that don't have facial hair at all that's fair that's fair
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't think i have a facial, i it used to be height now i'm starting to be like you know what maybe we give short men a chance maybe we just Give the rights one time, we'll just allow short men to have rights. Um, but no, I don't think I have a physical type, honestly. Um, I think in the past, I've definitely been more attracted to either athletes or musicians, I think that just happened by chance. Um, but yeah, no, I don't I actually don't like facial hair. I actually think I'm the opposite with men like looking grown. I not that I want them to look like babies, but I'm like something about them looking like. Very
0: old, kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable. I'm dead. I think, but part of it, I think for me, maybe, and I don't know, maybe there's something to think about it here, but like, it's not even. It's just like I want to feel like I've always felt more engaged with people older than me, anyways. Like in terms of like fr- friendships that I formed and like conversations that have excited me most. Like I've definitely just always been a little bit inclined to link with people, not romantically only, but like just even my friends. Like I've always had friends that are older than me and like, that was always important in terms of like, I just felt more engaged a lot of times. I don't know what it was, but I think something about it, like it's, it's less and less important as I get older, like, and as I think we sort of become at the same level, but if I feel as though like you're just unexperienced in this world and like don't know anything and are like still finding yourself I'm just not interested and I think that actually I think that finding yourself part is important because it's not even like you need to know everything about you like none of us do but if you're just like you know what I mean like if if you're just like starting college and trying to redefine yourself I'm like no come back when you're done with that
1: (laughs) that's real I think on that I definitely can agree I think with the looking and seeming older thing I think it's a little bit different for me because I've always been the youngest in my grade so everyone's always by default been older than me mm-hmm. so I've like that has not come to impress me I'm like you are three years older than me and you were acting three years younger than me it's it's not gonna compete that way but definitely the thing of like I don't know something about having someone who kind of not like you said they don't have to have their whole life figured out but trying to like build someone up while you're also trying to like build yourself it's just kind of a weird dynamic of like them not knowing exactly who they are or what they yeah. want and you're trying to figure that out and then also trying to figure out how that works with you why do i feel like relationships at this age are just kind of weird anyway because mm-hmm. like you are it's a very like tumultuous time yeah. in figure out like where you're going like even in terms of like actual physical like locations like We're at college now. We might be moving somewhere else after college or, Mm -hmm. like, going to this job or, like, going to this place. So, like, trying to navigate romantic relationships in your 20s is just, yeah, very, very difficult and kind of strange to try to do, which is not what the movies told us at all.
0: It is not. And I feel like that is to be said, like, I think the movies might not necessarily be lying. Like, I think in the past it was the case that people could grow up and live and never leave, one general area they would go to college in the same state they would graduate maybe move back to their hometown like I think that definitely that well of course that it wasn't the case for everybody but it, with time it's now people move around for college way more than they ever would have and like people move around for jobs more than they ever would have and like relocate and like organize their lives around different opportunities in a different way and I feel like that's part of it and you know for me like I think that might be part of it for me, especially because after college, like or after high school, I should say, like both of my parents moved from my hometown. Like I knew I wouldn't be anywhere for a super extended period of time, like school was where I was at the most. But like, especially now because of COVID, like I'm all around, like I might be in Massachusetts, I might be in North Carolina, I might be in New York, like I might be in Rhode Island, like who knows. And so I feel like that's part of my reasoning for like. Not even really being that obsessed with having something that's like constant necessarily. Like, that doesn't mean you can have nothing. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> but I think that for me on that topic brings up kind of the idea of okay, have you ever seen that um, movie Love Rosie? Are there a lot of different movies like it? But it's basically kind of like a right person, wrong time type of thing. Mm. Or that trope in movies where it's like you have the one and you like keep missing each other. So it's like, basically even though you can spend like five years apart you end up like finding your way right. back to each other type of thing and i guess that kind of brings up a greater conversation about like what it means to like have a soulmate or like if we i know there's also like a thing of twin flames i don't even know what that is either but do you believe in soulmates or that there's like that person who's like perfect for you or mentally or can you have multiple soulmates or how does that
0: I don't know I mean I believe in it but I don't know if it's I don't think I believe it's limited to romantic relationships and I think mm-hmm. you can have multiples in any capacity like I, I think perhaps that's also why I have the viewpoint that I do on Valentine's Day because I've I've always associated love with not just being a romantic thing and like romantic love not being any different or necessarily well it is different but any more significant than the other loves that you have in your life like you know, I was introduced to Valentine's Day from my classmates giving me cards, my mom giving me a card and like all of us exchanging candy. And like those were equally as important to me. And also at the front of mine, of course, as a child for like what this day is supposed to be. And so I feel like when I think of love, and when I think of soulmates and I think of twin flames or whatever you might want to call it, I of course believe there is a romantic one for everybody. I don't know if it's one person and I don't know if it means that they're perfect for you. I don't, know if that either of those things are true but I think you can have a soulmate that's your best friend you can have a twin flame that's your mom like mm-hmm. it I think all of those are equally as valuable
1: mm-hmm. I, I agree I definitely agree and I think that definitely does again bring up a greater conversation of like what society has become in terms of how we view romantic relationships and how we view valentine's day especially since the more that I think about it like if you tell someone that you're single it's kind of like oh no, or it's like immediately a negative connotation or seen as a flaw as if being in a relationship, like a romantic relationship should be the default. And then by those terms, then it's kind of like romantic relationships are placed on this pedestal and they're seen as more important than platonic relationships or familial relationships. And that just shouldn't be the case. And I think it's definitely placed too, too much pressure and value on romantic relationships as like the end all be all of, like what it means to like know somebody or connect with somebody when like my best friend is my soulmate like I love her to death so and I don't think I don't feel a void for there to be a man or a romantic relationship to fill that position if that makes sense yeah or I feel like there is a tendency to feel like okay like I need a romantic partner to complete me or I won't be able to fulfill my happiness or I won't, you know, achieve what I'm meant to do in life, I guess, until I find that romantic partner who's destined for me, which just does not have to be the case. And I don't know exactly where that notion came from, if it came from the movies that we watch, the books that we read, but Mm -hmm. that whole idea can be so, so toxic because that is what leads people to get into relationships that aren't right for them. And I saw a tweet earlier Mm -hmm. that was just like, we have to get rid of this idea that, you know, being in something is better than nothing because a lot of times it's not. And this idea mm-hmm. that, like, romantic relationships are, like, the most important relationship that you can have means that people will end up in toxic relationships just so that they can have somebody even if they know that the right. isn't right for them. And then that exactly. is just a whole other can of worms in and of itself because it's, like, then you have people who are with, like, the wrong people and not investing as much in their friendships and other relationships as they should mm-hmm. they're like these
0: are I guess less important there's so much on time I feel like I feel like thinking back to this conversation about it it what it means in our 20s is like this is the time in our life where we have so much freedom of choice and option and like flexibility to be able to only choose and only engage in things that literally bring us joy like I feel like that's rare unfortunately as we get older and it doesn't have to be and I don't think hopefully maybe we're the generation that maybe pushes back on that but ultimately I was talking to my friend about this last night like I was just like any decision that we make should only be for our own happiness and requires no other justification whether it's leaving a relationship whether it's entering a relationship like don't what why think of really why are you doing it and is it bringing you complete joy and if it's not how can you make it do that and ultimately i feel like that we lose sight of that and i feel like people again like you said are in the relationships for the long reason like they think they should be or they think it's cute or they think it's like an instagram thing but they don't really like their partner or they're like bored in it or they feel stifled and they would prefer that it was open or something different like you have all of the you have we have like the ability to choose whatever we want our relationships to be right now. And I feel like maybe this is another conversation, but i noticed a lot myself among my friends, like they'll enter romantic relationships and be thinking about marriage. And I'm just like, no, we're like 12. No, why are you thinking about that? I mean, it's not bad, like, okay, you see a future with this person, whatever, but you're way too hung up on that. And then when problems arise, you feel like you're bounded to this person because you already talked about marriage. When you're like 12, <laughs>
1: that's an interesting conversation in and of itself. Because I was actually having that conversation with somebody yesterday, and I think it depends on what you view the purpose of your relationship to be, if that makes sense. Because there are some people who say, okay, I'm entering in this romantic relationship with the end goal being marriage. And if the, I don't see marriage as the end goal, then that would have inherently been a waste of my time because it didn't result in that end goal. Mm-hmm. Versus there are other people who see romantic relationships. As an experience, like it's more about the journey than the destination it's what you learn from being in that relationship with that person, but I think it just very much differs on what you think is the most important thing in their relationship or what you value because i I know a lot of people who think definitely about marriage or think that if they wouldn't marry someone then it doesn't make sense to even date them right which I think is so interesting actually the more that I think about it because that yeah because then it becomes a greater conversation of like is like casual dating like is that just like wasting your time or like should finding the one be like the end goal but it really shouldn't it should just be about whatever brings you joy but I think this is also actually this is a little bit off topic but I was talking thinking about how like within like feminism and like the sex positive movement there is kind of this idea that like being a feminist means that you should be like very like casual with sex like it shouldn't matter like you should be able to like behave like a man and do whatever you want so like when there are women who like have more traditional ideas of like I would like to like do marriage or like I only want to do monogamy or I want to with like with one partner or like even thinking about like I only like vanilla sex or whatever there are some people who see that as very much just like not being a good feminist or whatever when the whole idea of feminism should be more about like Having the choice. So, whatever you decide to do, that should right. be completely your prerogative or whatever. I think yeah. it also translates into like romantic relationships where it's like, sure, yes, you might just want to be like casual dating. You might just want to be hooking up right now. Like, that doesn't make the person who is looking for marriage as their end goal any less of like right. or any less of a feminist. It's just like a differencing in like op- opinions or values, I guess. Yeah. All of those should be inherently okay. As long as you're communicating with the person that you're with, I think again, Absolutely. I was having this conversation this morning because I just be chatting all the time, I just be talking. But we were talking about like the importance of just like honesty in communication there was a situation that came up where basically I was talking to one of my friends and one of their friends had been talking to this guy, and basically he told her like upfront, just like I don't like you romantically, I don't want anything from this, but then like. I guess still proceeded to like, treat her in a way that she interpreted as romantic. And I guess we were trying to decipher like, if he was in the wrong for being like, but I actually told you I didn't like you or whatever, or how we like, perceive people's actions. Mm -hmm. That's where relationships get kind of like, messy, not messy, like muddled a little bit, because it's just like, can you blame someone else for like, what your interpretation of what their actions should mean, if that makes sense?
0: yeah no i hear you i mean okay first quickly back to the marriage thing to be clear the reason i was like no on marriage doesn't mean you can't have marriage in mind it's just why add that strain on yourself you can still dream of a possible future with someone but right now unless you are really thinking about getting married in the next like two years or one year or whatever which if you are cool good for you but i also think like don't let that Distract you from the day to day, the interactions, and from like keeping in mind most in at the forefront of your mind, regardless of what your end goal is, how you feel in the present, because I feel like that is the the unnecessary strain that sort of thinking about marriage or whatever might come and like kids and all that might cause. But to your question of like. I don't think you can blame somebody. I've been telling my cousin, like, actually, my cousin, Kadir, he's our age, and he, he struggles. He's so nice. And so he will, he's not someone that's looking for, he's going to hate me for putting him on the last, but he's not someone that's looking for no relationship, but he also don't know how to tell girls no, and he doesn't know how to not be, like, super nice. And I think the problem is, I was talking to him about this, like, the other week, and we were talking about how a lot of us, a lot of girls sort of, interpret any sort of niceness as meaning there's a romantic future and a romantic goal because we're used to the opposite being true meaning like if they're being kind of mean or unkind to you then there may there might still be some sort of relationship just maybe not romantic you know what i mean and i feel like the struggle he was having was he would like be wanting to like hook up with girls and like they would hit him up and he would just be too nice he would be giving them gifts and like he would be like just you know taking them out and like nice stuff but he would tell them like I'm not interested in like dating you Mm -hmm. and so a lot of like it happened to him a few times where like girls would be like hurt after he finally had to be up front and be like I told you like I'm not trying to date you And they're like but why did you do this and like he was like well that's just nice and like my mom told me to be nice to girls (laughs) like I don't know what to tell you and I feel like I told him, I was like, no, you're not in the wrong and you shouldn't start moving different. Like, there's no reason that you have to act like all of these other men who are mean and unkind when they're not romantically interested. But I think you have to constantly remind because a lot of us will get it twisted. And I mean, I don't think it's his fault like or any man's fault for being kind and being misinterpreted. I think so long as everyone is upfront and honest, and I think we also could, and I say we broadly, like super broadly, but I think we also could do a little better in saying like, in asking, you know, in in really saying things, like if you start to feel a romantic attraction to somebody and they told you that they were not romantically interested in you, it is your job to either reassess your feelings and what you need and want from this, And to make that known to them, because if you just in your head are formulating this expectation about a relationship that was never explicitly said, it's on you, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, I'm not going to say that there are some men, again, who will want like a relationship without wanting a relationship. And like that is an issue. And that's worth talking about, but it's on, it's on each individual to establish the boundaries that they need. So like, if you want there to be romantic elements to your relationship, that's not exclusive, like say that if you want, I forget, my friend in the past told me about, I think bidding, it's called bidding and it's like boundaries, intentions, intentions, and desires. And it's important to lay each of those out. So you can be like, I don't want to be seen in public with you. That is a boundary. Or like, I don't want to go on formal dates. That's a boundary. My intention with you is solely sexual, or that can be an intention. Or like, my intention with you is to see what happens. Like, it can be as specific or not specific as you want. And the desires part is also important. Like, what I do want is to do this with you, to do that. And I feel like we don't do that enough. And sometimes it can feel awkward and you can be a little scared if they don't want the same thing, but ultimately it causes more hardship and stress and strain mm-hmm. in the long run if you don't do that. that was, so no, that's my I, completely,
1: thoughts. I completely agree. You hit all the nails on the head with that one just now. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's just so, it can be definitely really hard to navigate those types of situations and those relationships, especially like when you're in the like situation type phase or whatever, where you don't really know what's going on, but then you don't want to ask. And I think something, especially, I don't know if it's an our generation thing. I usually hate when people are just like our generation. Cause I'm like, I don't know what other generations are doing, but definitely there's a whole like pride thing as well when it comes to relationships of like not wanting to be the one to like show more or like be more interested. Like I've definitely noticed like a big, like nonchalance thing.
0: yeah the whole texting back
1: thing yeah or like there was a whole thing about like okay if like if he takes an hour to text me back i'm gonna take two hours to text him back and i'm like why are you playing games like why is it fun for you and I, but i think knowing in your head that people are capable of like i don't know like knowing in your head that people are capable of playing those games even if they aren't playing those games, kind of puts in your head that possibly they could be, then you mm-hmm. get like doubts because of that. So you don't want to be the one who's like caught up. So you want to like put yourself,
0: I guess, act like you don't care as much as you do. I mean, that just gets so exhausting. I yeah. I don't believe in none of that. Literally just say it like, and it's empowering. It literally is empowering to be able to communicate what you want and need. Like it's, provides clarity for you it leaves the other person not in the dark like it literally will make things better and even if temporarily it makes things worse and it causes some temporary hurt like you'll grow from it and you'll know that it's something that you're able to do whereas like if you're constantly just playing guessing games and also trying to trying to sort of be mysterious that person has been playing games and like it just makes this unnecessary cycle like the whole point of being in a relationship again I think it comes back to why and what do you want from it the whole point is to be able to speak to this person freely to be yourself to be transparent or at least for me maybe people have different goals for that but i feel like that's kind of universal regardless of what the, the type of relationship it is but if you're not able to be honest with yourself and with that person like you should be thinking about if that's what you should be in that's i don't know like ultimately like if you're not if you're really find yourself playing these text back games there's clearly, no matter how minor it is, like there's clearly a reason that you don't feel like you can be honest with this person. Ooh. And like, whether it's your fault or not, like it's maybe not anybody's fault, like that's not why we should, how we should think about it. But you should think about like, why do you feel this hesitancy to be your most honest and authentic self with this person? And should you stay with them? Or are you wasting your time and energy? Cause what? I don't know. To me, it's just like too much, too much. Jump through all these hoops for what? For some occasional happiness and like most of the time being stressed. No.
1: That was, wow. Why do I pay my therapist when I can just talk to you?
0: <laughs> no, I'm dead.
1: That was real. That was real. And thankfully, I guess getting on to the, the last thing that we kind of want to talk about, it's like what we're doing this Valentine's day. We will not be stressing. That's the first and foremost, not what we gonna be doing this Valentine's day. So I guess kind of, I guess a little bit of like the wrap up of today's conversation is about Valentine's day. What plans do we have? How should we, you know, advice, I guess, for being single on Valentine's day. Is it better to be single on Valentine's day? I
0: don't know. What do you think? Do you have any plans? First and foremost, no plans. I don't really care about this holiday. That's the truth of it. all. (laughs) I never remember that it's coming. And then it comes because I am like in Walgreens and I see all the decorations or something, but like, I don't care, this holiday was invented for capitalism. I think it is cute in a nice way for us to like, remind ourselves to give love to the people in our lives. Like, but I really don't feel any pressure by it. I really don't feel any type of way. I will watch a rom-com if I'm in the mood for a rom-com. I will not like, I've never been the type to watch a rom-com and feel like, oh, I need to be in that right now. Like as much as I'll be like, oh, like that's so cute and sappy and like, I might cry. I don't, I've, I've always, I don't know why, but I've always been able to distinguish, like, that as a movie. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel the same way about Ho- Valentine's Day. But I've also never really been in an actual relationship on Valentine's Day. And I, I don't know, I've never necessarily felt like I was missing out. Even when my, like, best friends were in one, I would just be like, y'all, fine. Like, I don't want what you have right now.
1: <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic sappy. I've been in a relationship on Valentine's Day twice. It was cute. It was nice both times. Um, I still have one of my gifts. I can do my gifts. I keep yeah. them on my bed. Just keep them as a little reminder. A little teddy bears on my bed. Um, but I think I think it's more fun to be single on Valentine's Day, especially if you have, like, a great group of friends and people that you care about. But I get drunk with my girls. and That's that's it. Maybe I'll take myself on a date. Maybe I'll buy myself some of my favorite mm-hmm. snacks. Um and those type of stuff just self-care maybe i will yeah i don't know wash my hair do like a full hair routine maybe i'll get my hair done do something expensive
0: buy myself something who knows
1: but you deserve it
0: i feel like it yeah i don't know sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i feel like yeah i love yourself all the time love your people all the time like you can use this holiday if it's helpful for you or not you but you know we can all use this holiday if it's helpful for us as like a reminder, but there's no pressure to do any specific thing. And like, just find a way to find your love every day. That's kind of my thing. Like I'm a hugger. I'm gonna hug everybody in my family all the time. Like I love sending cards. I literally will send them a love card for no reason. And I feel like that's me and it doesn't have to be you, but find a way to like make room for all of our love for ourselves and our people no matter, like, if those people are romantically involved, family, friends, as often as we can. Like, why does this little day have to be it? It can be all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah. So those are our plans for Valentine's Day. Um, remember, if you are single on Valentine's Day, like queen said, show love to your people, show love to yourself. Do that every day. Um, do not wallow in self-pity and throw yourself a little pity party. Um... Because you are loved and just
0: been. Literally. And you're where you're supposed to be. Like, if you were supposed to be in a relationship, Brenda, you would be in one. And for whatever reason, you're not supposed to be right now. So take the time to spend the time with yourself. And if you are in a relationship, I hope you have a great one, also. And yeah. I hope I hope y'all stay together. <laughs> I'm like, keep that
1: over there. That's not, what we're doing. click off. This is not for you. But yeah, on to our last, like, closing question What is bringing us joy right now, McKean? I think I can go. It's not, well, it didn't really bring me joy, but I enjoyed watching Malcolm and Marie this weekend. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I had a good
0: time watching it. So <laughs> that's that. I'm hoping to finally watch that tonight so I can participate in the discussion. I'm seeing way too many spoilers on the timeline. I was like, all of y'all watched it on the premiere day? Shoot, yeah. can, we, can we give me a, a week? <laughs> but um, it's bringing me joy right now. Of course, like, well, I'm not going to say the snow. Oh. Even though a little bit part of it. Oh, I don't know. Some things have been happening. Like people have been reaching out to me that like in ways that I just didn't expect. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe there's some cool projects coming. There's nothing actually, actually in the works, like concretely yet. But I've just connected with like dope creatives over the past week, like cool. unexpectedly. And I'm like very excited about that. So that's bringing
1: me joy. I love that. Also, speaking of projects, we have my we have one coming up that we're not gonna tell y'all. Oh yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep your eyes. Your eyes peeled, <laughs> you know. But yeah, that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have a great Valentine's Day weekend, however you decide to spend it. And yeah, we can't wait for you guys to tune in for the rest of the season. Can't believe we're on episode eight already. Because
0: like I oh. just started seeing two the other day, but it does. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for listening. And you know, joining us on our little single times day. And if you want to keep up with us until next Friday when we next episode, you can find us on Twitter at Girl Blueprint, Instagram at Black Girl Blueprint. And, like, just DM us. Shoot us a little text. I mean, you don't have our numbers. Don't shoot us a text. DM us. Reach out with any ideas you have, any things you want to hear, like, other things. Mm-hmm.
1: And if you like this episode, let us know by subscribing. You can leave us a little review. Give us a little five stars. Let us know also what topics that you guys want to hear us, like, talk about. I was going to say, mm-hmm. they can't see us. But hear us talk about. Because <laughs> um, we would love
0: to. This one was definitely requested, but people are also requesting a relationships one, and I think we should say (laughs) maybe Maybe one day. day. We we felt like it would be inappropriate right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not, not really our style right now, so we gave our alternative for what a relationships episode would be. But we hope you all enjoyed anyway, and yeah, see you guys next week. Yes, bye. Bye.